Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. And I can't believe it. It is week 13. And we are back with another edition of the Consistently Cash and Podcast here at DrRoto.com. I am Colby Conway at Colby R. Conway on Twitter. And with me, as always, the man behind at the real Made on Twitter is Ron Regney. So, Ron, how are we doing on this fine Thursday evening? Doing solid. You know, I'm looking, actually looking forward to seeing the, the game, a little bit of the game tonight. I think it might end up being a little bit better than what people think. But, yeah, it's uh, week 13 already. It's hard to believe that, that we're getting ready for that. Uh, the playoffs are starting pretty soon. I would say we get ready, we're getting ready for that playoff push, but we're in the midst of that playoff push at this point. Well, that makes one of us that's excited to watch the Thursday night game. I have no interest in it. I mean, I have some players playing in it, sure, but let's just say this isn't a game. This isn't a game that revs my engines, if you know what I'm saying. But we do have some games this weekend that will, and we do have a main slate that is sure to be quite exciting with a couple of good games mixed in there. And there's a couple of clunkers, but hey, good thing about when you're making your cash game lineups on FanDuel and DraftKings with our advice here is that. You don't have to target those games. You can just let them go, throw them off to the side, and load up on other games. So for this week, of course, no different than past weeks. Games that we like, games that we don't like, and then we're going to go ahead and you'll kind of go inside of our minds with the Voltron lineup that we'll be making. And, of course, you can also check out the Consistently Cashin article at drroto.com where you'll see Ron's FanDuel and DraftKings lineups, my FanDuel and DraftKings lineups. You won't see the the uh, Voltron lineup there, though. That is a podcast exclusive. Make sure you keep listening for that lineup. That will be talked about in probably anywhere from about two and a half to four minutes and 17 seconds. It will be somewhere in that range. So, Ron, let's go ahead and kick it off. I'll let you go first. It's always more fun talking about games we like compared to those that we don't. So what's a game this weekend you're you're super excited for? Maybe even more so than this Thursday night game that for some reason you're excited to watch. <laughs> well, saying I'm excited about it is a little bit much, I guess. I don't know if there's anything I'm really excited about on this week's slate. But I, I do uh, find myself liking this Washington at the Raiders uh, matchup. And, and I think you're going to see a pretty heavy dose of that later on with the Voltron lineup. Like Derek Carr in this one. I think Foster Moreau, if you're wanting to pay down a little bit at tight end and seasonal leagues, if you had Darren Waller, I think he's a, he's a must-add for you if you can get him, or he was a must-add for you. I, I think that there's a little bit for Josh Jacobs and the Raiders running game to get going here. Of course, you got Antonio Gibson coming off 29 carries last week, looking super impressive there. You know, the one thing that, that Bob and I talked about on the consistency show last night was and Antonio Gibson's just starting to kind of come into his own and, and be a full-time running back. You know, he only had 33 carries in college was labeled more as a wide receiver. I think he's starting to, to, to be healthy. I think he's starting to kind of fit that role. I, uh, Taylor Heineke, I don't think is a terrible play if you need a quarterback. And of course, one of my favorite guys, uh, I think I saw today where he leads, the, he leads the league in contested catches uh, as far as like being, being contested, the percent of grabs that he makes. And that's my guy, Terry targets, scary Terry McLaurin. So I think there's a lot to like in this game. It's only got a 47 point total. But I think the, the guys that you would pick as the usual suspects are going to play very well. Logan Thomas is another guy against a Raiders team that's not that great against the tight end. Absolutely. And for me, I'll go to the Seahawks and 49ers game. I think this game is going to be 
a sneaky over. You're looking at the line right now sitting at 45 and a half. I think there's going to be some points put up on the board in this game. Yes, Debo Samuel is probably not going to play, but Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell is going to be a great play on the ground. I really like Brandon Ayuk serving as the wide receiver one for this San Fran offense in this one. And I know Russell Wilson has been really bad of late. I know the Seahawks offense is bad of late, but for some reason, and I honestly don't know if I can explain why. I just think Tyler Lockett's going to go nuclear this week. I don't know if it's because he's the only receiver that showed he had any sort of rhythm or pulse with Russell Wilson in that Monday night game against Washington. But I think Tyler Lockett's going to go nuclear this week. And I just, there's some, there's something about this week. Like I said, if you ask me for any statistic and point out the why, I don't know if I have one. It's just a gut feeling. But I think the, the 49ers Seahawks game is going to be quite interesting in the four o'clock hour for us, uh, those on the Eastern time zone. Ron, game to avoid. What's one game you're just not you're just not touching with a 10-foot pole? I don't find myself liking a lot going on with the Philly Jets matchup. Jalen Hurts has been in the last four weeks, he's been 50% consistent. So he's definitely cooled off as far as from a consistency standpoint. He was 100% for, for much of the season there. You, you, we know Zach Wilson does Zach Wilson things at quarterback for the Jets. We know any of the Jets quarterbacks do Jets quarterbacks things. I, I, not a lot. To, I, I'm not real big on the Philly running game. I, I mean, I could see starting Miles Sanders. But I just don't have a lot in this game. You know, Jalen Rager, we, we saw what he was able to do last week, dropping a couple t- touchdowns. Devontae Smith, maybe. But for the most part, I think everybody in this game, I don't really see any good value. I don't really see any great matchups. I think I'm going to stay away from it in uh, DFS this week. I think you're right. Zach Wilson does do Zach Wilson things. Like, he beats good teams. He beat a Houston <laughs> Texans team that beat the Tennessee Titans. He beat a Houston Texans team that beat a Jacksonville team that beat – a Buffalo team. So I I get what you're saying. I I don't really so like that game. You're either. you're telling me that he's the front runner for MVP basically. I mean, those are your words. I'm just saying that he beats good teams. I mean, you can infer that however you'd like. I mean, if you want to go on the record and say he's the front runner for MVP, go right ahead. I'm probably not going to stand behind you on that one. But he beats good teams and and he and he's proven that week. Not over week, just week. He's proven that week. He can yes. He can do that. But for me, it's I'm not discounting Miles Gaskin. I'm not discounting Tua because I think he's a good value given the price in this matchup. Jalen Waddle has been excellent of late. Other than the Miami defense, this Giants-Dolphins game just doesn't have anything that I'm, I'm going to be interested in. Like I said, do I think we're fading Jalen Waddle this week? Probably not with the way he's been. You could probably try to throw Miles Gaskin in there. If you want to get crazy and try Philip Lindsay, I wouldn't advise that. But that's something you could do. I really like the Miami defense this week. Outside of that, I'm not really touching that game at all. Again, not to say that there's not good options. It's just I like other options far, far better. Before we get to the Voltron line, I'm going to call just one quick or quick attention to one thing. This happens twice a year. It used to happen potentially three times a year, but one team has faltered in the the holding up their end of the bargain in that end. But we do have a Colts-Texans matchup this weekend. Um, obviously Ron and I talked about this off air. Um, and obviously we both think Houston's going to win. Um, he said that you can just trust me, um, that happened, but here's the real question before we get to the Voltron lab, we'll consider this a tease. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in football this season. There, no one's going to doubt that fantasy wise. He's been a monster. He's been very consistent. He feels like he scores every week. The question this week that I'm curious what your answer is going to be to this Ron. Can you feasibly afford Jonathan Taylor this week? So we're looking at FanDuel, 
And Jonathan Taylor is going to cost a good chunk of change. So I'm pulling up the lineup here. And if you want Jonathan Taylor services against the soft Houston run defense, we're talking $10,500. On FanDuel, you only get sixty grand. So when you take that ten five and put it into sixty grand, the, the math checks out at 17.5% of your budget is what Jonathan Taylor will command this week. Can you feasibly do that in cash games? I, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is, you know, for the Voltron lineup, I can tell you it's with certainty we don't have him in there. For my FanDuel lineup this week, I will do it. I will get it done. I will pay the 10-5 for Jonathan Taylor, and I will come up with a lineup that I like and that I'm confident that we'll cash. I mean, he only put up a cool 28 points last time he played Houston. Just saying. Yeah. That's it. Only 28 yeah. points. So not, not, not I, I, I agree with you. I think it can be done. I'm. It's hard-pressed for me to do it because we'll get to the Voltron lineup, and I'll actually talk about one of my favorite running backs of the week there. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be hard-pressed to do it based on how my lineups are, but – I'll get into some construction ideologies for the week 13 slate here. But, Ron, you had the majority for the Voltron lineup this week on FanDuel. We've already talked about this game a little bit. Who is the quarterback for the week 13 Voltron lineup? So, could have it went a couple different ways here. And, and like you talked about with Jonathan Taylor, that was immediately the first place I looked at a running back when I saw that 10-5. Backed off a little bit. But I went back to quarterback, and I looked for some of those mid-price options there. And I'm going to go with Derek Carr. Talked about, you know, I like this game a lot this week. You're going to see a lot of a lot of Raiders in this uh, the, the lineups this week. And it, it's 7500 bucks on FanDuel. He's facing the team that has allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've allowed 26 touchdowns to quarterbacks. And that's, as I said, the Washington football team, plus they're traveling west to Vegas. It is a home game for Carr. Now, the only thing that gives me a little bit of reservation about him is some of the, you know, some of the weapons like Darren Waller are not there but I'm confident that Foster Moreau can step in and, and be some of what Darren Waller was. They've got Deshaun Jackson there who proved he still he can still put up some relevant games in the NFL. So I, I just I like the way Derek Carr is playing. He's getting it done. He's leading the league in passing yards. I think he continues to keep that train rolling this week. Absolutely. And now we'll get to the running back position. What I think the overall theme for the Week 13 slate is, is I find it far easier to pay up for running back this week than wide receiver not knocking the wide receiver position at all. Just a lot of stud running backs are in great matchups, and that's where I want to target. So I didn't go with Jonathan Taylor for the Voltron lineup, but I did go with Joe Mixon, who just might be my favorite running back on the slate. He's 73% consistent on the season. He has a clutch game in six straight. And when you look, I've talked about this before, you run the football against the Chargers. You don't attack their cornerbacks. You put the football in your running back's hands, and you ride it out to victory. That's what Cincinnati's going to do this week. He's averaging 29 carries per game over his last two. And if you look, no other team has allowed more rushing yards than the Chargers. Only one team has allowed more rushing scores to the position than the Chargers. And when you look at football outsiders, DVOA metric against the run, no team is worse than the Los Angeles Chargers. It's going to be a monster week for Joe Mixon. Can you do Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor in a lineup? Sure, I think there's enough value at wide receiver that you can do it, especially if you're going to throw in the likes of like a Foster Moreau or a Brevin Jordan at tight end. You can certainly do it. I love Joe Mixon this week. He just might be my favorite play at the running back position this week. Ron, who's our next running back? At this one, I, I went with another mid-price option, and that's Elijah Mitchell for San Francisco, sitting there at 7600 bucks, and, and and he's coming off a clutch game. You know, he's been a little shaky, been a little bit banged up, and that that 
San Francisco running game as a whole has, has not really had a guy kind of come through and emerge until last week. And I think we, we, we kind of saw that, you know, with uh, what Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell put up last week. I'm trying to bring up his, his numbers here. Uh, but I think he's kind of separating himself as being that that lead dog, you know, Kyle Shanahan likes to get a lot of guys involved. He's got two straight weeks where he's got 27 carries. So I think that right there, that kind of tells you what you need to know. He's going to be lining up against the Seahawks team that's second worst fantasy terms against the running back position. They have a lot of whopping 82 receptions to the running back spot. Not necessarily Elijah Mitchell's forte, but if they can get him a few more targets than they normally get. He does have a couple of games where he does have five grabs out of the backfield, so he can get you a few points there. But Seattle's allowed a lot of points overall to the fantasy running back position. I don't see any reason that that changes this week. I think Seattle is just kind of in nosedive mode at this point. You you know, I kind of agree with you. You might see the pass game go off a little bit because I think it's kind of unheard of that we see Russell Wilson play this bad for this many weeks. But I just don't think there's a lot lot going on there in Seattle. I think there's house cleaning coming up in the offseason. And I, and I think they're just kind of hanging out until the, until the season's over. But I think Elijah Mitchell's in a prime spot to put up some big numbers this week, especially for that 7600 bucks. Absolutely. And for 6500 our first wide receiver, I'm going to go with Chase Claypool, and here's why. No team has allowed more yards per reception than the Baltimore Ravens. They've allowed 51 receptions of 20 or more yards, 12 of which were also – 40 or more yards. They are very vulnerable in the secondary. We saw it in their most recent game. You cannot run the ball against them. It's not worth it. Don't even try it. It's not quite to the point of Tampa Bay-esque, but it's pretty darn close. Maybe it's the AFC equivalent of facing the Tampa Bay run defense. I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. I'm struggling to trust him other than when it goes to Deontay Johnson, who's like a magnet for double-digit point outings. But if you need a big play, Claypool just might be the guy to do it. Again, I don't feel great about it. He's not the most consistent, but we're going to shoot for upside here. I didn't have enough. I think I was a couple hundred bucks short to be able to get Tyler Lockett, so I pivoted over to Chase Claypool. Who's our next wide receiver? At this spot, I'm going to go with Mike Evans for Tampa. And, and yet again, 7400 bucks. I seem to like that, that mid-7,000 range for the guys that I picked. And coming off a quiet week against Indianapolis last week, but if you watched that game, you saw that that was the Leonard Fournette show and the Rob Gronkowski show. There wasn't really much left on the bone there for Mike Evans. Mike Evans, over his career, averages five catches and 81 yards and just under a touchdown against Atlanta. And I feel like it's kind of like with Russell Wilson. I don't think Tom Brady is going to have too many weeks where we don't see that classic Tom Brady. The Atlanta defense has gotten a little bit better against the wide receiver position and a little bit better against the quarterback as the season has gone on. But they've still allowed 15 touchdowns to the position. So I look for Mike Evans to put something up that's similar to what those averages are against Atlanta. I think that five or six catches, 80 yards, and a score is, is what he'll give you with a lot of potential for giving you a little bit more. I love stacking a wide receiver with a quarterback, so I'm glad Derek Carr was in there because Hunter Renfro is one of my guys this week, 82% consistent on the year, and he's got four clutch games in his last five outings. <clears throat> Darren Waller's likely out. More targets go to Renfro. He's clearly his most trusted target in the passing attack. And the Washington defense has allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to receivers this season. Good matchup, good spot. Volume has been there. Uber reliable. It's just... Hunter Renfro. That, that's it. And he's still too cheap. So he's an easy slot in there for 6400 And it looks like we're going <laughs> to, we're about to be on a run here for the same game, but we've talked about it a little bit already. 
we need we need value at tight end. So who's the guy? We're we're, we're gonna go with that silver and black stack in this lineup, and we're gonna we're gonna put that Raiders stack, put the the topping on it with with Foster Moreau here, and you know I talked about how I like that matchup for Derek Carr. Now Washington's not been terrible against against the tight end overall. Uh, they've allowed 58 grabs for 645 yards, where they've really kind of saved themselves. They haven't allowed a lot of touchdowns to the position with only four. And I, I think that it's 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 an instance where Derek Carr is going to have to throw quite a bit. He's going to be able to throw quite a bit. Foster Moreau coming off a, a clutch game two weeks ago. I, I think that we're going to see him get in the end zone. I, the only thing I, that gives me a little bit of reservation with this, I, I think he's going to be very touchdown dependent. But you know, like I said on the on the show last night, those targets that Darren Waller saw they've got to go somewhere and it only makes sense that foster Monroe steps in and gets some of those and i think he gets in the end zone for you uh this weekend we'll stay in the same game but other side of the ball i'm a huge proponent of antonio gibson this week you can run the ball on vegas washington has a identity and it's they're going to run the football and taylor heineke will throw it when he needs to and he can make plays from there jd mckissick might play but he had that kind of scary incident that happened last week so he's kind of the jury's out on him yet for this week but even so, the volume has been there for Antonio Gibson, despite many people freaking out over the shin issue that popped up a couple weeks ago. Volume's there. Good matchup. There should be points on the board in this game. It shouldn't be a blowout in either direction. That stands to benefit Antonio Gibson. And you don't get many guys who could be top 10 at the position for close to $6,000 on FanDuel. So I will take the value with Gibson. And we'll go ahead and wrap the lineup up with our defense. I kind of already alluded to this team earlier in a game I don't like. But, Ron, I'm glad that you picked them so you can talk about them. Who's the defense? So this is a defense that, you know, was kind of left for dead after the first couple of weeks, and they've been a top three fantasy defense three out of the last four weeks, and that's the Miami Dolphins. You know, we saw it start with that game against Lamar Jackson. We've seen them just keep rolling, and if you've been able to get them in seasonal leagues, they've been paying dividends. And if you've been able to pay, you know, for them, uh, if you've been able to get them in, in DFS as well. I like the price this week, four grand. I thought they were going to be a little more expensive than that. But they get a start at home against the Giants. They are going to be going against Mike Glennon making his first start of the season. I don't think it would really matter if it was going to be Danny, Danny Jones or Mike Glennon. I'd start him anyway, but I like it even more, obviously, if Mike Glennon's in there. And you just don't know what to expect out of that Giants offense. You know, we, we, we've got Saquon Barkley back in the mix. Saquon Barkley has not done much. Their wide receivers are, have, been, have been sketchy at best. Just nothing about this offense scares me. I think they should be able to – kind of get to Mike Glennon early and often. I think it's going to be a long day for him, but at four grand, I don't know how you could look at any other defense this week. I completely agree with on the defensive aspect there. It's Miami or bust for me this week. You'll see that in at least my FanDuel and DraftKings lineups in the consistently cash and article that you'll find at drroto.com. Maybe Ron goes with the Miami defense in both lineups as well. Who knows? You'll have to check out the article to see that again. That's at drroto.com. But for the podcast exclusive Voltron lineup, Derek Carr, Joe Mixon, Elijah Mitchell, Chase Claypool, Mike Evans, Hunter Renfro, Foster Moreau, Antonio Gibson, and the stout Miami Dolphins defense. That is your week 13 Voltron lineup looking to repeat the success of the week 12 lineup that had um, a lot of hits in it, to be honest, scored a lot of points. So definitely excited to see what happens with this lineup here in week 13, but Make sure you head over to drroto.com. Check out the Consistently Cash and Article as well as all the other great content there. You can find Ron on Twitter at TheRealMade. You can find me at Colby R. Conway. And before we head into week 13, want to wish everyone 
the best of luck. Let's win some money, be in the green, and as always, stay consistent. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.